1: Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the
2: Button. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. And friends, we're back with a couple of ravens. We've got some comments and uh, we've got some early reviews, I guess.
1: Yeah, so uh, today's episode might be a little bit different as because we just kind of we have some ravens and stuff we're just going to be getting through. Um as, as well as just hand us some news uh so kind of yeah. uh, we, might be ju- we might be jumping around here a little bit today but uh just sort of bear with us because it's like we're just we're in the lull where it's like well yep do we continue with our reread for like two weeks and then or do we just wait until the show's over to die? we're gonna have to wait right yeah. uh because it's like eh, it's everything's house of the dragon right now so um, interestingly, the House of the Dragon premiere has uh, come out, and a handful of people, including some other Game of Thrones, you know, Song of Ice and Fire content creators, have seen it. The one I re- I watched was uh, Emergency Awesome. He's like huge; he's got like five million subscribers or something like that. Uh, and he was talking about some things that he saw, right? Or some, you know, what they what they can sort of comment on uh, involving the show. So his review of it, which is a no spoilers review, because I think they're all not really allowed to spoil it or really shouldn't right sort of saying man they're all they're all everyone's saying it's really good everyone's saying like you can tell the budget is there uh one of the things that they, i sp- specifically wanted to point out was the music and the intro title scene because we had been worrying uh sort of wondering about that um so at least they're saying that it is different than what we had in game of thrones but they don't know if that's just because it's like episode one of you know a, a show or a season you know lots of things like wheel of time didn't do the intro that they used in episode one that they right. used for the rest for the rest of the season not every, a lot of shows don't do that where the, you really get the full intro on season two but that it was really grand and really epic the music is also he described as being familiar but different so okay. like you'd still hear some of those like game of thrones motifs right coming in but it is its own it does also have its its own music but everyone's saying they think it's really good uh they they think the look they said the look that they said they're saying like the look and feel makes it feel like more like it's a movie oh rather than like television yeah ever they're all describing it as huge
2: upgrades to game of thrones Wow. And that's something, you know, George had said in, in the, the showrunner as well. They were talking about like we took the best and and we really have repurposed that. And, and uh, we have a new story to kind of tell here. There is a story to tell and they've taken the best from the series, from the original Game of Thrones series. So that's pretty cool. That's actually really encouraging to hear. I think, you know, people went in. I'm looking as we speak right now through some some reviews and stuff. Nothing bad there. It's under embargo, like you said uh and and, but people are like that's glowing reviews right now as you say like people are talking about how beautiful it is all the things that you can say right the score is good uh there's there's some edginess you know think they can't say much more than words like that but all really good stuff looking at collider looking at this den of geek looking at a different couple other people who went and saw you know the the premiere and it's good
1: yeah, and they're saying the way, they're saying they're saying like even in episode one we're seeing way more dragons than we even saw in Game of Thrones, which we know there is going to be. Um, but just saying like it's it's apparent from episode one that they are going to be a much bigger part of the show than they were obviously with just really Daenerys and then kind of at the end with Jon.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, gotcha, man. That's really cool. I mean, that's that's honestly we already felt like from the trailer and just from the behind the scenes like the reel that we saw and everything, this was looking amazing uh matt smith who we think is going to be uh epic and the other cast members have come out uh i think it's olivia cook let me see here a couple mm. of them have come out and done some interviews and they've talked about their characters and the complex women that are in this show which i get see this is how you do it because they're out here talking about some of the like these women ruling we had cersei this you know ruler and, and she's this dominant figure you then have Daenerys right as well you have some just a really cool diver already just an amazing cast and and powerful women and the, the complexities of all of that and everything that's going on uh in Westeros and now we're looking backward and we're looking at Targaryens and we're looking at house you know uh, High Tower coming in trying to get some power uh this dynamic I guess of of power and you know it's it's just interesting because I'm reading here Olivia Cook talking about that very thing and what really um her performance is what it was like and then just how it felt to kind of portray allison hightower so yeah uh
1: some other things here and i'm just pulling this up from a collider article where they and i think somebody from collider uh went um saying uh saying feels epic in a scale and uh feels epic in scale and scope while telling a personal and intimate story about one family Uh, and even went on to say like i i did not like the last season of game of thrones at all but i'll admit the premiere of house of the dragon is really well done and i'll definitely continue watching after the episode ended they showed an extended preview of the rest of the season that looks cool um some other people here for those curious about the series without spoilers i can say this is a different member of collider i think um i can say that the thing i really dig is the fact that it still feels epic in scale and scope without, right, right, uh, same one here. So some other people here too. Other critics who were able to see the premiere uh, from Brandon Katz here, uh, he's saying, the House of the Dragon pilot very efficiently explains its context in relation to Game of Thrones, introduces its core characters, and lays out the central conflict of the series. It's an easy to follow premiere with vibrant colors and detailed texture. An, uh, absolutely a worthy successor so far. Um, Here's another one from Kat Combs, who's a critic. I didn't know how much I missed Game of Thrones theme song until I heard it tonight at the House of the Dragon premiere. The first episode is fantastic. Can't wait to see what's next. Fingers crossed. It's no repeat of the final season of Game of Thrones. So I wonder if they did play the music there or if they just heard it like it was just playing because it's like a premiere and it's a sure it's an event. Um, the, the the dragon LML right. Who's another yeah. Game of Thrones content creator? Wow, guys, just wow. I I'll have more later, but my first takeaway: the show's a heavyweight. It already feels more serious. They've nailed it. And he has a video where he, um, it's like he did like a live stream where okay. he talked he, about he it. Went he, yeah, he 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 went over it. Um, let me see here. So, uh, okay. bald move, um, right? Uh, said. Uh, let me see here. I think the first episode of House of the Dragon will easily rope curious fans back in after the rocky finish of a Game of Thrones. I think they've earned a season of fans' continued loyalty if they deliver on the promise of the first episode I saw for the whole season. Watch out because A Song of Ice and Fire is
2: back. Wow.
1: Um, continuing on, he said, Here's something I think I can say to stir the pot until 8 21. Uh, there is something in the premiere of House of the Dragon that would be considered high a Song of Ice and Fire heresy were it not under the active involvement and blessing of George R. R. Martin. I'm very curious what the theory crafters will do with it. So... And I'm trying to remember where I saw this, but apparently there is, I think, is there news or there's theories going around that there is going to be the egg on the conqueror. I need to I need to find this. Okay. Um, may have like been the one to talk about the threat of the White Walkers. Oh and yeah. And that it was sort of and it was sort of lost once okay. the once the Dance of the Dragons began. So and then like eventually it- like Rhaegar picks it back up later.
2: Almost like this was something that they needed to be thinking about prepping for. And wow. that was the unity between he and his sisters, right? Uh, that they were prepping for this. They had visions, dreams, whatever it might have been. And then it gets lost during the dance because of all the turmoil, inner family feuding and fighting for the throne. Dang. That would be huge. Because George actually came out and said, he's like, we are making this better. Um, and he is highly involved. Uh, I was talking to Matt before we started recording here. George has more, I, I think, power or say in this. Say, yeah. Uh, Matt was saying he pitched it right. He's a part of the pitching process. Like he, this was something he wanted to see really come to life. Thought this would be really good for TV. And, and it is not a blog. He said, you know, think some changes will be different, and some are improvements. And he said, you know, yes, improvements. I mean, to what he's already penciled down in his outlines. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah, so uh this was a this is a Facebook message uh from a
1: good buddy Jimmy. fantasy network and our private Let's said, go. So let me read this and he says are you guys okay. he said there's speculation that Aegon had dreams or say like you know glass candles or something like that that the long night was coming and the secret was passed down that it um and that it stops because of the dance then Regar eventually uh cover uh recovers it and so i'm going to pull up uh some something here so this in, in 2018 there was an enormous reddit thread uh this is like quite long if you're down for me to sort of dive oh dive, dude di- to go ahead just go ahead and dive into it yeah let's do it i mean why not okay <laughs> so the so this one uh best of 2020 sorry crow of the year um, here on on reddit let me actually uh I can get this pulled up here so we,
2: mm-hmm, can, mm-hmm. we can take a look see here it's fascinating i'm already you know highly intrigued uh okay yes. so the doom the do
1: this the doom the dreamer the conqueror the prophecy and uh you know the prince slash s and the dawn spoilers um so he ends up linking a few major events of the doom of lyria to the prince that was promised and in the invasion of Westeros. we may have we probably we had to have covered this i would say at at, at some point perhaps i mean if it Mine, was like reddit, okay. reddit post of the year um the doom of lyria we know that the targaryens fled uh 116 bc before the doom of Valyria due divisions uh by uh Danaeus the dreamer uh at its apex, Valyria was the greatest city in the in the known world, with the center of civilization civilization within its shining walls. Two score rival houses vied for power and glory in court and council, rising and falling in an endless, subtle, off savage struggle for dominance. The Targaryens were far the most powerful of the dragon's lords, and their rivals saw to uh, their flight to Dragonstone as an act of surrender as cowardice. But Lord Aenar's maiden daughter, uh, Daenerys, or, Dana- or yeah, Daenerys. Uh-huh. Uh, n- known forever as uh, Danis the Dreamer, had foreseen the destruction of Valyria by fire. And when the Doom came 12 years later, the Targaryens were the only Dragon Lords to survive. That's from the world of Ice and Fire. We also know that she had enough other dreams slash visions to write a book. Archmaester Marwyn's Book of Lost Books. He lifted the gaze from the page to study her. Hotho uh, brought me a copy from Old Town. He has a daughter he would have had me wet. Lord Broderick tapped the book with a long nail. See here, he says, Marwyn claims to have found three pages of signs and uh, portents. Visions written down from the maiden daughter of Aenar Targaryen before the Doom came to Valerius From A Feast of Crows, Kraken's daughter. Talking about Marwyn the Mage as his favorite character. Right, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think easily it can be argued that these dreams or visions is where we get the actions of characters believing themselves Uh, You know, to be the prince that was promised. So, if you're following, I'm arguing that it's possible that Danius the Dreamer, who prophesied the doom of Lyrio, also prophesied that the prince who was promised and the battle of the dawn in this sign's importance, uh, like, Mm -hmm. you know, section of this old book. So, he's going to list out a few characters who probably could have been affected by this prophecy. Aegon the Conqueror. Long before he chose to conquer Westeros, Aegon started plans for an invasion, a common myth oft heard amongst the ignorant, claims that Aeg- Aegon Targaryen had never set foot unto the, un- upon the soil of Westeros until the day he set sail to conquer it. But this cannot be true. Years before the voyage, the painted table had been carved and decorated at Lord Aegon's command. A massive slab of wood, some 50 feet long, carved in the shape of Westeros and painted to show all the woods and rivers and towns and castles of the Seven Kingdoms. Plainly, Aegon's interest in Westeros long predated the events that drove him to war. As well, there are Reliable reports of Aegon and his sister Visenya visiting the citadel in Old Town in their youth and hawking on the arbor as guest of Lord Redwine. He may have visited Lannisport as well. You know, accounts differ. That's from the world of ice and fire. We also get this video of George Martin uh, when he's promoting Fire and Blood, where George alludes to speculation about Aegon having knowledge of the Battle of Dawn, of the invasion, and the others. So. This uh, there's a lot of speculation that in some sense he saw what was coming 300 years later and wanted uh, to unify the seven kingdoms to be better prepared for that threat that eventually he saw coming in the north and that the threat we're dealing with in a song of ice and fire. So, wow. I wonder, so I wonder when that video uh, is. Let me uh, see. If,
2: let me wow, man. I mean, here. think about that for a second. That actually makes like a, almost like a lot of. um a lot of sense. Yeah, One, you, you they right. want the power. You want to conquer Westeros. You want to whatever. But I mean, to have the foresight and say, hey, uh, we need to be prepared. And maybe. Right. I mean, the so deal that of is a mystery. Right. So
1: that video is from must be like 2019, 2020 of George saying. Okay. So at that time, it, as we've learned more, that George is actually way more involved in House of the Dragon than, than he was in Game of Thrones. Here he is saying this
2: thing. Oh, he wants to say. Yeah. That's not connected. Dude, I, yeah, I mean, right there. So because the, the, I mean, we have other characters here as well. But I mean, just to just to stop for a second on, on Aegon the Conqueror, right. if if they had dreams, I mean, the, 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 the promotional trailer for this was talking about dreams. Like when we for House of the Dragon, we talked about the Targaryen's ability to dream and to see things like that's a mystical element that would be really cool to to explore. And for if there is some rumor prior to this war that he. I mean, foresaw this stuff and was trying to prepare a strong House Targaryen and Westeros to lead them in the wars to come. My God, that's a big deal.
1: Right. And we don't have to go through the whole thing. eventually if we should we should come back yeah. and do a whole thing but the sort of focus of this was to talk about it in the respect to you know right. house of the dragon and egg and egg on the conqueror and potentially the idea of this theory you know this 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 being lost are we right. gonna see you know are there gonna be more connections whether they're minor or whatever or references or any of this stuff to game of thrones in house of the dragon and i would say absolutely like you just look at like say something like kenobi where yeah. you can like hint at something like and Ken- and Kenobi, right? The wall, right. He sees this wall and he's like, master Quinlan was here and that's all yeah, it takes. That's all it takes. To sort of help build the expanded universe and right. Uh, the world that we see in star Wars and Marvel, you know, there's all these like Marvel has tons of connections where they say something like, Oh, that's a, you know, a little reference yeah. to this character that's going to show up in the Hulk, you know, the Thor movie or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so you, now we're going to, we're going to start seeing that. It's why I, I, Still have said I think it would be awesome if they use Faceless Men and we saw Jack oh. and Hagar just because it's that face and they reuse yep. it or whatever. Um, it would could be a different person, but it would just right. be a cool way to use something that ties directly into Game of Thrones, right? And is gonna people be like, What?
2: And then it helps internet goes crazy, builds hype and the whole Exactly. Thing. Exactly. You know, another thing too, you're we talking about Aegon the Conqueror, something simple as like a scroll that was written down where he penned a raven perhaps or something of his dream, uh, uh like a journal of his or anything. I mean, you could do a whole number of things that like other characters now have a relic or have um something that they, that was important back then. That would be, right. that'd be really cool. Actually. Well, the dagger, like the cat's yeah, da- yeah, my
1: yeah. dagger that Rhaenyra is using to try and, or Alice, excuse me, is trying to use to kill Rhaenyra. Well, that ends up being the dagger that, is made of the attempt on brand's life. And then the one that Arya used to kill the night King.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're God, you know, I don't want to go this far, this crazy, but like things like a dragon horn or a dragon binder or something, you know, if there was lore on it, even that it was right. lost or something, you know, that's not in the main, you know, uh, game of thrones series but for book fans they'd be like hold on a second euron's right. got dragon binder and there's these horns that are a big deal exactly oh. yeah and you can there
1: there's actually you can allude to things you can allude to things that could affect the books but didn't affect the show but that's not to say that just because we didn't see it in the show it didn't exist right like dragon binder could exist in could in the game of thrones you know world oh, like, yeah. there's not in like there's nothing refuting yeah. that it didn't exist like you like you could have them Drop a line to say something like, especially if you're using like townsfolk or something, or yeah, you know where it's like, you know, there's a legend actually of a of a horn that could control these dragons because it's like, what are we going to do against an army of dragons?
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly, something,
1: and they're like, well, we we, that's not unfortunately that horn isn't here. So, I mean, like, yeah, you, you know, all it takes is like one line to sort of build yeah to to canonize
2: it and make it this this thing yeah no that's that's really i I like that a lot because that's all we need we just need these little little tie-ins you never even have to like go on and explain that dagger it's just we recognize it as as the same um and i feel like they're gonna do a lot more of that actually I, i i think right that's um it just makes them feel more connected and people are then Looking for that, because especially if it's show only people, because a lot of just show only people will come back and they haven't read the books. And that's that's fine. They're going to come back to get these feels, which all the reviews are saying, hey, you're going to get that feel. Uh, but then there were show verse theories. We had a, a, a friend way back when we started. Our buddy Alan used to talk to me all the time about like what he thought was going on in the show verse mm-hmm. without any books, just based upon what he thought was happening, because they were totally separate. And uh, yeah, you're going to have people doing that very thing again. Who, they're going to be looking and saying, yeah, this is um, here's their theory for the show. Uh, and then here are things that connect to Game of Thrones, which uh, is so important when you're doing this world building type of thing. So you're building out like a little universe or whatever. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. And I do think we're going to do it because, again, the um, you know, we've talked about the possibility. Is there stuff is there stuff in here that's going to connect to, say, even snow? Right. Because John.
3: Is yeah. a Targaryen.
1: So you could you could you could bring you could bring it forward. But I do love the idea uh that well one and two separate things. I do love the idea that Aegon the Conqueror did think that there is a another threat out there, like the white whether whether it be the White Walkers or whatever, and then it is lost, especially the idea is lost during the dance when everyone decides we should just have dragons. Right. You know, this we have this this fam this civil war that begins the fall of House Targaryen
2: yeah 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 for sure yeah that is really cool it's it's cool to think that he had that um because in dragon blood dragon dreams all those different things like they have power There's, that mystical element can you know still be there we're gonna have what's her name lady misery in this i mean mm-hmm. so she's gonna be there but the targaryens himself have have you know powers and they're connected to magical you know dragons i mean for crying out loud right. so yeah uh I, I like that a lot actually so yeah um Cool. So, okay. As did you, didn't you have something? Yeah, uh, I do. Something? Yep. Yep. I got something right here. So just a quick little, this is a chance uh, who wrote us about five days ago and uh, left us a, a comment, by the way, feel free to do that. You can also send us a Raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We love to read your guys' thoughts on the show. So he says, I think it's obvious HBO is looking for a star Wars style franchise for the game of Thrones universe. Uh, they've, they are confident about the success of house of the dragon. And I do think that it will be successful. It has gotten a lot of goodwill from the tastemakers. If it does really well, then it opens the door for more prequels and sequels. That's the best case scenario uh, they're hoping for. Game of Thrones is the most watched live-action TV show ever. Honestly, it would have been foolhardy just from a business standpoint for them to put a fork in the franchise because of how the show ended. Uh, it's easy for the core fandom to scoff at a Jon Snow sequel, but Jon Snow is the Luke Skywalker of this franchise. The character is really popular, like really, really popular. Uh, anything with Jon Snow in it will be watched by a blank ton uh, of people, <laughs> uh, which will then open the door for Reign rebellion prequel and so on. Um, so, yeah, my only fear is this, even at what you would consider the um, the nadir of the show from a storytelling aspect, there was still something subversive and unique about Game of Thrones. I don't want them to lose that uniqueness and become a Marvel theme park. Right. Where they're going to turn out different um, part one, part two every year. And it just becomes kind of soulless or whatever. So uh, he does. It doesn't want that. But I think it's a good comment just in terms of like when you think about I like to think about Star Wars a lot. And you think about the Luke Skywalker of your Game of Thrones universe. Jon Snow's it, man. So to think about the future of of the franchise and just what they want to do, you need a good sequel. It's cool to go back and then have these successor shows. I think they're doing a great job. I'm I'm again surprised that the Jon Snow show was under lock and wasn't rumored or leaked uh sooner rather than later here, but but still I think it's a really good thing for the fandom. Uh all the reviews coming in for House of the Dragon, it's gonna be successful. We're confident in that George is highly involved. The second show that I think he's highly involved with is Jon Snow. Has to be. So definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: It's I'm super pumped for it. I could not I could I could not be more pumped. You know, I was actually just looking here because um, I was like wondering, you know, there's been like no leaks, which I think is great, which is. Yeah. Probably, I mean, like, right? we ultimately know the end of it. uh. You right, know, actually. Right. And, I, and I I saw a funny it was like TikTokers on Twitter or Reddit the other day where somebody posted a thing and they said Joffrey spoils House of the Dragon. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he did. There is a segment. There is a little clip where he's like, hey, right there's. You know i don't want to yeah, spoil yeah. it for i guess i mean i don't know people we, we kind of know what happens but right maybe somebody's watching and they don't and they don't know but there is a scene in game of thrones where joffrey says basically how it ends because yeah. we do know because it's obvious it takes place after game of thrones takes place after after this but right. yeah i'm just looking i'm just looking here and man the it's just so exciting to see all of the reviews and everyone's saying they're really hyped for it and all the promotional material and everything, because we've been waiting for this show for like two years oh. ever since it was announced, and so now we're now we're finally here, and it feels like Game of Thrones is back.
2: It, it definitely is, and I'm telling you right now, people, I I cannot wait. So we when this when this comes out, couple, I mean, God, it's the 21st. I keep thinking it's the end of August. It's actually like August 21st, right, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. When this Sunday, Sunday out. August, Sunday August 21st. So like three weeks. Three right, weeks. Actually. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, just just super wild, and it's it's gonna be so much fun. And I feel like George, I I was encouraged to hear that George said there are changes, some better. So like everything's on the table. We can go back to just theorizing, speculating. uh, uh really really get into what's gonna happen next, make those predictions week by week. We don't know just because there's an out. There's actually less source material uh here to go off of than there was in the originals. And that's probably going to be a good thing because they're not going in trying to full-on adapt some, uh, you know, super wordy, lengthy uh, novel. And and it's just like there's a lot of room here to be creative and for other creatives to come up with ideas and stuff that's going to challenge uh, the story or, or, or make it better or whatever, which is what we want ultimately. We want the best story. We want, we want a great adaptation. We want these really you know cool moments. And I feel like watching the preview too or the the trailer. I think there's some edgy Game of Thrones vibes, some backstabbing, plotting, uh, uh, you know, sex, affair, love, all sorts of stuff going down. They're bringing it all back. Everything, you know. Yeah. So
1: so um, so they're OK. So one thing, this isn't necessarily a leak because you get these things all the time. It does look like we have the first two
2: episode titles. Oh, OK. So spoilers, I guess. kind of, I, I sort I, of not really.
1: Not really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, episode one is titled The Heirs of the Dragon. OK. And episode two is titled The Rogue Prince. So, I mean, we knew I knew we're like, I mean, it doesn't, it yeah, doesn't really yeah. tell us anything, but, you know, it's still cool. It's exciting, right?
2: That's cool. Yeah. The Rogue Prince. Yep. Yep. So and that's what our story will be about. So, yeah, that's neat. That is. It's really really need i'm interested to see what that thing is that that sort of challenges a lot of what we know you know that things that are different that george had a hand in that are better uh but maybe challenge what we know in a song of ice and fire whatever that comment was that you read earlier too where someone was you know talking about that, that that'll be cool to really see that on screen and and, and figure it all out it's just so yeah. much i mean it's just gonna be such a ride so uh, I'm, I hope yeah. you're ready. Yeah,
1: I am I, I am pumped. We definitely have we've, we've had a bunch of uh, YouTube comments like that. And we can definitely we we can come back and do just like a major blitz through uh, just like a mega just like yeah, just read around. Them. Yeah, just, just go just go. Yeah, just just going through comments. But just wanted to get on here and say, hey, guys, here's some of the news. Here's some of the things coming out. We're definitely like obviously super excited uh for everything and so i guess maybe yeah. a little bit uh, about our schedule is i don't know yet but it's gonna be probably every time there's news and stuff like that uh yeah. it's happening at, it's happening at a kind of crazy time and uh as is my life i'm getting married in uh what five weeks yeah four weeks so i don't know something like that like yeah <laughs> i think episode three of house of the dragon is the same night as my wedding um right so and will we be covering it probably some youtube yeah. shorts or something like a tiktok yeah do. like so certainly say to that as is getting ready to go back to school. Right. Yep.
2: Got a lot well, going I'm starting out. a new job. Yeah. Like next week. So just crazy. And it's gonna be but, a little crazy, yeah. but we'll drop we'll drop the hey, we'll keep up with the bits of news. And and again, if you guys have comments, you find stuff, we'll roll through those comments and do do some standalone stuff for you guys. If you have ravens, btk, uh cast at gmail.com, send us mm-hmm. your ravens or check podcast.
1: out our our website, right? Bethanypodcast.com.
2: That's right. Shout out to uh Sir Jimmy for putting that together. I mean There's just the excitement is building, and I guess it's like we are getting prepared for what will be like the first episode or two. We're going to be fine. We're going to be doing. Hey, we're going to be doing some probably watch party stuff, which will be a little Mm -hmm. bit new for this channel. I mean, we haven't really started doing YouTube kind of after season eight, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the way the way
1: it's going to work is we're going to do a as we'll do a watch along on YouTube Live with every night but the um. Episode three, unfortunately, just because it's yeah. a wedding. Right. I mean, we were thinking Alice the Dragon was going to come out in April. All right. I would have moved know. my wedding. Okay. Had I, I had I. You had actually I, uh, did. You moved it thinking kidding. it was in April. Okay. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, I yeah, get married. Maybe we'll get married in September. Right. So, right. but you know, you can't, can't control that. Unfortunately. No,
2: that's fine. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a, wa- a live watch along. So the episode starts at 6 PM Pacific time, 9 PM Eastern. Yep. So we can't obviously show the episode, but what we're going to do is just click on live watch party. Everyone can comment in the chats, full spoilers, comments up there we're watching it. Yep. And then after, after that, we'll do sort of like, it, we'll just, we'll like say our podcast intro and stuff like that, because, you know, we then record right. this as a podcast. Uh, and then uh, Sir Jimmy is going to be joining us. Uh, yeah. and so we're going to be doing just these like big live post episode one thoughts, as well as, answering your guys' comments and questions. It'll probably be like a three to four hour hangout every Sunday.
2: Yeah, which is great. And again, yeah, we'll get our initial thoughts, get our podcast recorded, and everything. Uh, but it's it's just really good for the channel. It'll be good, great for community building and and just mm-hmm. you know talking to you guys about stuff. So that will be that's much more interactive. You guys see videos that we you know that Matt clips out from the podcast and stuff, but you're going to see like actually we're going to click on your comments and interact with you guys. So I feel like that'll mm-hmm. be a lot of fun for the channel. So
1: yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, definitely definitely a, uh, a different a different kind of experience. So
2: awesome. All right, with that, guys, uh, just sort of like a quick
1: little in-between uh thing because i'm sure we're going to be getting a lot more house of the dragon new news here in the upcoming dates um some of the stuff i saw from the uh other people who saw episode one as i said that that there's gonna be a a handful more trailers like tv spots and stuff like that coming soon so stay tuned for all of that uh and as always guys remember apparently even with fire and blood coming (laughs) you know winter is still coming we